Blog Talk Radio. Urban Glory Radio, simply glorious. In spreading the gospel to the world, we have designed a streaming radio broadcast for every believer. This word, worship, and witness-filled broadcast streams live every week. Access episodes on demand 24 hours a day. Subscribe to our iTunes podcast and take UDR wherever you go. Visit us online at urbanglorycampaigns.webs.com. Also find us at twitter.com backslash urban underscore glory and like us on Facebook. Enjoy today's broadcast. This is Bobby Thomas, leading executive of the Urban Glory Commissioners League. We are the financial support of the work of this great ministry and organization. I've been a supporter of this ministry in time, talent, and treasure, and I ask you to consider doing the same. Whatever the amount, give from your heart and know that the leadership of Urban Glory Campaign appreciate your gifts, and the Lord himself will bless you beyond measure. Visit www.paypal.me forward slash Urban Glory Campaigns and give today. Thank you for listening. This is Selena Olivia, one of the leaders here at Urban Glory Campaigns, coming to you again to say thank you for listening and to connect with us. Connect with us online. We are on just about every social media platform. Find us on Facebook by searching Urban Glory Campaigns, on Twitter at Urban underscore Glory, and on Instagram, our music association, UGMA, Urban Glory Music Association, as well as Facebook for the Music Association. Epic Night is coming, February 2017, a night of celebration, glory, and excellence, catered with delicious food, glorious music, entertainment provided by Urban Glory's own Music and Arts Association, and inspirational words in recognition of our founder, Reverend LaVon Breland, and various members of the support team of Urban Glory Campaigns. For more information, call 202 630 for UGC, that's 202-630-4842, or visit www.urbanglorycampaigns.web.com. Urban Glory Radio, simply glory.
Praise is by Danton Whitley and Mosaic Sound. Purchasing music and book Danton Whitley and Mosaic Sound and the other singers and artists of Mosaic Sound Entertainment at DantonWhitleyMusic.com. That's D-A-N-T-O-N-W-H-I-T-L-E-Y Music.com. Hello, Urban Glory Radio listeners. This is Selena Olivia, one of the leaders here at Urban Glory Campaign. Stay tuned as I share part two of Women in Ministry, a message challenging society and the body of Christ to embrace a women in leadership, not only in the church, but secularly as well. Stay tuned. We ourselves say to ourselves, sadly, but do say to ourselves, maybe they are right. Maybe the world is right. Maybe some persons in the church and in the body are right about us. Maybe we're just supposed to be quiet and sit sit aside, and we're just supposed to be a support system to men, period, rather than a support system to those who are in leadership, whether they're a man, whether they're a woman, whether they're a child, whoever they are. That's where the support happens, to them, period. Whoever is called to a position of leadership, a position of management or overseeing, that's who we're called to support, not a gender. We also say to ourselves, okay, I will be inferior. We don't say that exactly, but we say I will be inferior by not preparing for ministry just because a denomination that we've even been, either, either been affiliated with or under at the time, in at the time, a member of, assembling with, however you want to put it, has said that we cannot be in ministry just because of our, just because of our gender, just because we have certain organs that a man doesn't have, just because... Our hair grows a certain way, unlike a man's hair. Just because of the distinction of our anatomy, just because of the distinction of our anatomy, we say, I will be inferior. So we don't prepare. We don't go to school. That business that could make, first of all, could change lives and then could make a serious profit, we don't go after just because of our gender. 
So we say, with our actions, I will be inferior. This has to end. The confusion that occurs in our in today's society are such things like male pastors in leadership positions while their wives have the gift, and they take the credit as the wife or the woman, because really that's not their wife if they're not sincerely supporting and being one with that woman. That's not their wife, for real. She's just a woman, just an ornament, just somebody on their on their hip or on their side or behind them. For some men, the man, the woman behind them, the woman that that upholds them while they're seen out in the forefront, and the woman's in the background cleaning their clothes, ironing ironing their clothes. If that's something that you want to do and love to do for your husband. For your husband, not just some man. There should be no, there should be, not be, I've seen this. I've seen women shining their pastor's shoes, not their husband. The man wasn't even married. The women were shining his shoes, serving him food, serving him water. I had to leave because I, I couldn't even, I couldn't even, I couldn't even sit in that type of atmosphere. It was disgusting. They were literally on their knees shining his, while they were on his feet. Shining his shoes, that's unacceptable. It has to end. It must end. These, some, not all, but some male pastors are in leadership position while their wives are the ones that have the gifts of ministry. And so, and oftentimes, the wife is contributing to the outline or the content of their messages or the content of their businesses or whatever, but they're the ones getting the credit. They take the credit as the wife is the catalyst for change and effect for whatever they're in, whether it's ministry or business, whatever it is, but this has to end. There's also many executive positions supervising women who provide the content and effect of their business from their proposals to the office design and operation to the clientele recruitment and therefore profit of the life of that business. While the women responsible are paid ridiculously, and unsung while the men they work for and not with receive awards and recognition. This has to end. And we women, some by denial, others by passivity, and others by ignorance, allow these things to remain with no fight and no truth to power. This has to end. The closure is understanding that Christ has made us free. Christ finished the work at Calvary, and by his resurrection, we have been raised with him, all of us, to reign with him. When we come to this, when we really believe the Bible for what it says, when we really believe the Bible for what it says and operate in ministry together, that's when we'll see the effect. That's when we'll see the change. That's when the manifestation that we all have been talking about for this year will occur, when we really come into the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace, peace in our homes, peace in our lives, peace in our churches, peace in our businesses without the denial of who women of God are called to be, not suppressing them because, only because of their gender, not admitting them to schools, not admitting them into schools of ministry, not admitting them or allowing them to come into the training process, as well as operating truly in ministry. There's some that are under the deception that they'll let them go to school, but then when they and, and then maybe even ordain them. But once they get the minister's license, okay, you got your minister's license, whatever, but you can't preach on this pulpit. 
Many churches allow women in ministry, but they can't be pastors, and then they allow them to speak on the floor. So you can speak, but we ain't really going to listen, but we're going to let you have the deception of listening, uh, that we're listening. And you can't even preach on the pulpit, which is a sacred area that has been designated for the persons who are speaking on behalf of God to present what God has said to them. It's been designated for that. So you're not even worth putting you in the place or in the position physically in that building, in that center, in that worship center, in that church, in that assembly, whatever you, whatever the name is on the, on the moniker, in the, in the front of the building, you cannot speak on what on that area, in that area that has been designated for the spokespersons of God. So you're just somebody who's just saying, having something to say, saying that it's from God, but we just we we really don't believe that you are speaking on behalf of God because we're not putting you in the in the place, the spot, the place in the building that is designated for those who speak on behalf of God. So we're really in essence saying you you're not speaking on behalf of God. You're speaking on behalf of yourself. So you can have your little moment. And that's that's exactly what you're saying. That's exactly what you're saying, whether you want to admit to it or not. Your actions are saying that it's time for us to see that. Now, if Christ came on the earth as the Son of God, made himself of no reputation, being equal with God, the Son of God being equal with God, how is it that there's no equality in the church? Now, there's difference of responsibility depending on what leadership position you hold or management position you hold or ministry position you hold, however you want to term it. There is a difference of responsibility and accountability, the equality as far as worth and whether or not we can speak, whether or not we can operate in ministry or in business. That is determined solely by God himself who created all of us. The defense is that there is no gender, that there is no problem, and that there is no limit. Galatians 3.28 says there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Acts, the second chapter, verse 17 through 25 says, in the Amplified Version, and it shall come to pass in the last days, God declares, that I will pour out of, of my spirit upon all all mankind and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels, and your young men shall see visions, divinely granted appearances, and your old men shall dream divinely suggested dreams. Verse 18 says, Yes, and on my men servants also, and on my maid servants, men servants and maid servants. And of course, if you study and look, look at the original Hebrew, that refers to both genders, men and women. Maid, maid servants is women, men servants, of course, is men or males. In those days I will pour out of my spirit and they, all of them, they shall prophesy, telling forth the divine counsels and predicting future events pertaining especially to God's kingdom. They shall, they shall prophesy just like they shall have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air. They shall prophesy. We have been placed again, by God, by the work of Jesus Christ, back into the garden. There's a song out there, I won't say the name of the artist for the sake of um, it being radio, but there is a song out there, many of you know it. It says, let's get back to Eden and live on top of the world. In dominion is what that simply means. Living on top of the world in dominion. Let, uh, let us get back to Eden. 
Let us, all of us, man, woman, female, male, boy, girl, all of us, as one in Christ, live on top of the world, live in dominion. There is no limit. Second Corinthians, uh, the third chapter, verse 16 through 18, and the King James Version reads, Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. And this is, of course, talking about the, the children of, of Israel. The next verse talks about the Spirit of God, which applies to all of us. Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, we all, we all, male, female, boy, girl, we all, we all, we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We all are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, by the Spirit of the Lord. The female gender has for centuries on end experienced suppression and acceptance and society-defined worth. Suppression was an attempt to prevent us from the freedom in life and ministry that Christ has called us to. It all started with the fall, failing to consider the work done by Christ at Calvary, especially his resurrection, many, including some of us women, sadly but truthfully, have disdained and discouraged women in ministry and business, some disguising their disdain with menial acceptance, claiming only to discourage executive or overseeing positions for women in business and ministry. Resolve this day that you and your house, you and your church, you and your business will end this partial perspective toward women in leadership. Men of God, empower your wives. Empower your sisters. Empower your daughters. Empower your colleagues. Empower every business, quote-unquote, subordinate that is female and every woman that has been purposed to every calling and position that God has assigned and ordained to their lives. Women of God in ministry, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be steadfast. Be unmovable. Always abounding. Always abounding always abounding in the work of the Lord, in the Lord's work. And know this, your work, your work, accepted or not by people, is not in vain when acceptable before the Lord. Urban Glory Radio. Simply Glory. Well, hello there, Urban Glory Radio listeners. To those of you who have, who have heard uh, not just part two that was tonight, but you have heard uh, part one that was um, last week, and you are not just ministry persons, but are those that are in business, uh, whether male or female. We're in a day that the deception is, that everybody has equal opportunity. And if I were to say the stats, 
um, it would be disheartening to to hear concerning the differences in pay in the workplace for women uh, compared to their male counterparts that are in the exact same position, doing the exact same type of projects and work. Also, as it pertains to business, um, women with the same experience, uh, education, and all of the things that are proper qualifications are not viewed the same as a male in the same type of position, same business and, and what have you. And this has been going on for generations where the view is skirted. And it's, I believe, strongly that it starts from the beginning in Genesis where the enemy and the woman have the enmity between them. And I believe that Christ reversed every curse, including that one. So we as the body of Christ, we as the kingdom of God, the family of God, should reflect the reversing of the curse as it pertains to every area, including that one. And in order to do this, we must, as as I said in the teaching, really have the bond of peace and be joined as one body, as one body. And this would begin with my male colleagues. I urge you, if you are, you and your wife pastor, you both have the anointing, you both have the grace on you to pastor or lead, that you even start with reflecting it in the titles. Why is it that a male in a pastoral or leadership position has a title that seemingly, seemingly, or on purpose has a higher rank than the wife? If you both started the ministry and you both are over the multiple churches of the various ministries, why aren't you both pastor so-and-so, not senior pastor and co-pastor, not pastor and executive pastor, not bishop and pastor, not apostle and pastor, not apostle and overseer? Why do you have separate titles when you both are doing the same work, both ordained and should be uh, when it comes to uh, the a level of bishop, uh, apostle that you're consecrated, both consecrated. Why is the man being consecrated and not the female, the wife, being consecrated to the same position when the ministry is just long, if, it, if, in, if in fact that is the case? Now, there are some couples where the uh, length of time in ministry and the experience in ministry is, is different. That's understandable. But if you both are doing the same work, we, we the church, have to show the world how it's supposed to be done, not the other way around. We, we are copying off the world. We should not do that. So I, I urge you, I encourage you to even start with the titles and the, the responsibilities. If, you are, if you're sharing the work of the ministry, share it all the way. Share it for real. Uh, not a farce of sharing and co-laboring. Let it really be a co-laboring. As it pertains to music ministry, as it pertains to business, seek the Lord concerning reflecting this authentic unity 
authentic co-laboring, co-relating, all of those uh, dynamics, those aspects of interaction, human interaction. God is really calling us into a time of really being who we say, not just say we are, what he's called us to be, and his word has has made it very clear who we are in him, for him, and by him. So stay tuned um, in the coming week and month. Urban Glory Radio is increasingly advancing, not just in our administrative approach, but we are advancing in our study. Uh, Reverend Breland has talked about it uh, several times, uh, especially in the commentary episodes. You want to stay tuned for what, what God is doing, not because of us, but because of the prophetic time, because of who he is. He's faithful to his word, and we've just simply aligned ourselves to what he's doing in the earth and are continuing to do that. None, neither of us have arrived, but we all press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, as as Paul stated in the word. So we love you so much here at Urban Glory Campaigns. Um, I wanted to uh, come on live after the uh, revisiting of that particular women in ministry uh, teaching. That was a leadership conference uh, segment. Uh, we had that uh, some time ago. And it's so interesting that the content is very applicable to today, especially this year, it being an election year. And I, I am not um, endorsing Hillary. I'm not endorsing Trump. But I do find, let me not say but, I, and I do find that there are many people who refuse to vote for Hillary because she's a female. That, that shouldn't be the reason. That shouldn't be the reason why I refuse to vote for someone because of their gender. Their character, their actions, the fruit of who they are, um, things of that nature, the content of one's character, which Martin Luther King Jr., often referenced in his in his speeches and dissertations. So don't let that be your reason for not voting for her and do not let anything other than the things that matter concerning leading this country across the board. We focus in as, as Christians and Reverend Breland talked about this and I know he'll be uh, dealing with this in a particular series as we get closer to the election. Many of us Christians focus on what political party we believe reflects our principles, Christian principles. I don't believe there is any political party that authentically reflects biblical principles. So if you vote off of what you believe or think is the political party that reflects Christian principles, uh, from what I understand concerning Scripture and and what I see that is going on in in all of the various parties, even the ones that are not the the main two, I don't see any party completely reflecting Christian principles all the way through, not just what they state they're going to do and what they push, but the leadership of that party being 
in line or aligned with Christian principles. It's, it's not the case. So how do we vote? How do we vote? We vote the same way we do everything else according to Scripture. Everything, everything, by prayer and supplication, make your request known to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your heart and mind. The Scripture tells us to pray always. The Scripture tells us to be led by the Spirit and not of the flesh. It tells us to be renewed in our mind. And we are to acknowledge God in all of our ways, not acknowledge a list of what we think are the Christian principles that are reflected in the political party, but we acknowledge him. God, how do I approach this? How do I approach this? How do I approach this election? Have a wonderful evening. Stay tuned, as we said, and we love you here at Urban Lord Campaigns. Contact us anytime. Uh, We'd love to hear from you. Have a wonderful night.